This episode is brought to you by Soccer Shots, the children's soccer experience. Soccer Shots is the official two to five year old soccer program of U.S. youth soccer. Find out more at soccershots.org slash DFW North. This is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from Wee League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Today we're talking about growing up as a coach's kid. I personally am grateful that I did have a few years growing up as a coach's kid when my sister and I were playing softball when we were younger. I know how much time and energy my dad put into coaching us and I'm very grateful for that, um, for the skills and the love of the game that he was able to give to us. So today we're talking to Jeb Matalich about his experiences growing up as a coach's son um, as his dad coached him playing football growing up. So enjoy this episode of Hustle and Pro. Welcome, Jeb Matalich, and we're going to learn a little bit about you uh, with some quick hits. You ready, Jeb? I'm ready. Who's your favorite all-time athlete? Earl Campbell. Who's your favorite all-time team? The Chicago Cubs. What's your favorite sport to watch? College football. What is your favorite sport to play? Ooh, it's a tough one. I think basketball. What's the farthest distance you've ever traveled to either play a sport or watch a sport? Um, however long it is from San Antonio to San Diego. Can you fill me in just on your background growing up in and around sports? Yeah, um, well my dad was a coach. Um, and so we were a very athletic family. Um, starting out, I think the first sport that we used to play would be like the Nerf hoop, you know, like in the house, and then wiffle ball and stuff like that. Uh, football, Nerf football in the front yard. Uh, first organized sport uh, that I played was soccer uh, in the third grade. And I played soccer third grade, fourth grade, took a break, and I think I did sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Um, so those are my kind of like youth sports, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Um, and then in middle school, I played uh, football, basketball, and I ran track. Um, so, you know, very active in all of those sports moving on through, through school, for sure. Do you have siblings that were playing sports, too? I have a brother that's uh, three years younger than I am, so we used to... We used to battle it out pretty good in everything that we did. You know, growing up, I just, my biggest memories of growing up were, were like wiffle ball in the front yard or Nerf football. I mean, we would just have epic games um, either at school in the playground or just in our front yard um, and that kind of stuff. And then when I got to high school, well, I guess my dad being a coach, he never let us play football until they had it at the school. So we were in Lufkin at the time, uh, and they didn't have football until eighth grade. So I wasn't able to play football until eighth grade when they actually had it at the school. He was real, like, adamant. Yeah, like, so they had school. little younger leagues, but it was dad coaches, and he didn't, did he, was that the reason? He wanted yeah, to coach coached by a coach that right, knew more. Right, exactly, yeah. So, he, so I didn't get to play till eighth grade, which is probably good because I was a beanpole. I was so skinny. Uh, but skill-wise, you know, I've been playing my whole life and been hanging out at my dad's practices and stuff growing up. And so, uh, I mean, I was ready for sure in eighth grade. And then, so I got to play in eighth grade and then 
I mean, I don't know how much detail you want me to go how far, into. How long did you play? I played through high school. Okay. Yeah, and so when I got to high school, my dad was, we moved from Lufkin, um, which at the time, the group I was with as eighth graders, when we became seniors, they were the preseason number one team in 5A in Lufkin. But we had moved, and so my dad had taken a new job, and so we were down at Smithson Valley uh, in South Texas. Um, but those are the guys I kind of grew up playing football with, the, you know, one of the best group in the state. And then I played um, high school football, um, basketball, and then I also ran track. I was a hurdler. Oh, all through high school. Mm -hmm. Busy. Yeah. So what was your dad coaching? What level was he coaching? He was a high school high football, school football coach. coach. So um, basically he was coaching when you said you were little, right? Mm -hmm. As long as you remember. Right. What, being a coach's son, what did that do to change how you love sports, how you look at sports, how you played sports? How did that change your perspective on sports? Oh, I think this, it's, it was a world of difference. I mean, I saw the work that he put in and I saw the love that he gave to the kids and just how much you know, he got out of that. And so, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice with being a, a coach. I mean, you're away from your family a lot. And so my mom used to pick us up from school and just take us to the high school and just drop us off at the practice field. You know, it'd be like 3.30 and they'd still be practicing till 5.30 or whatever. But my brother and I would be out on the field, throwing the ball, you know, on the sidelines, running around, you know, going into the weight room, playing around on the mats. I mean, we were, you know, shooting baskets. We were just like gym rats. We were always just hanging around the school. So just, I guess, seeing that side of it and just, the, I guess the work that it, it takes to be good, you know, how they were pushing athletes and so you saw what it took from older kids and so that when you got your chance, you realize, hey, this is what it takes to be good. You can't be a slacker, you can't be, you know, you gotta put in the work and, and all that. So I think that really set a, a precedence for my brother and I, we were really, and of course then when you play for your dad, that's a whole nother thing. Like oh, you, you, you did play for your dad? Yes, he okay. was my head coach in high school. Oh, I didn't realize that. So he was the, oh, he was the head coach and I was yeah. the quarterback. So oh there's, my we had that dynamic going. But I mean, you just want to make, because you know, you know, after a tough loss, just how he feels coming back home and stuff. And so you never, you always wanted to like do your best and really, you know, had a lot of pride in, in trying to not really show out for my dad or my family, but I wanted to, to make sure I was doing my part. Represent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't realize you played for him. Mm -hmm. I played for my dad, like Little League. But it's, there is something about it that you get a different angle of seeing that sport behind the scenes a little bit some oh, of the extra sure. work that goes in that other kids and parents of other kids don't ever see they right. don't realize how much time is spent at home thinking about who's going to be on the field and when and just different things that the coach has to put into it right and my yeah. dad was really good about like not bringing it home you know if i had a really bad game i mean he was really good about not like just harping on it do you think being around, um, especially as he was coaching, do you think that made you want to go into teaching? That was really the reason that I, I did. I actually coached for 10 years myself uh, at the middle school level. Uh, I started out as an architecture major at Texas Tech. And I did that two and a half years, and I was just getting this feeling like I was, there's something missing, and I really was having this pull towards athletics. And so I said, you know, I think I really want to switch. I want to get into coaching like my dad. So I got into education and got my degree in kinesiology with a minor in geography. Uh, and then, yeah, so that's what got me into to education and coaching. Otherwise, I'd probably be an architect at the moment. <laughs> drawing buildings exactly. instead of drawing yeah, probably so. designs for, for shirts. Right. Speaking of, 
you have a unique passion for Texas. Um, you are one of the co-owners of Tumbleweed Textiles, which is here in Frisco, a mm -hmm. local t-shirt and other textiles um, company. And that's based, a lot of it is based on the passion for Texas history and just the culture of, of Texas. Um, does that passion bleed over into the sports that you root for and how you watch sports? Oh, I would think so for sure. I mean, I, I've told people, I, I've lived in, I went to like six different elementary schools growing up. So my dad was always moving around. And so it kind of depended on where we were, like what team I was gravitating towards at the time. Now I had my, we lived in East Texas a couple times. So I was always a huge Houston Oilers fan. My brother was a Cowboy fan. And I don't know if it was just because I wanted someone to kind of have a rival with because mm -hmm. we were always, you know. But the Oilers and Earl Campbell, that was like my, I just love the Oilers growing up. I mean, that was my team as far as I can ever remember, like when I was like probably first or second grade. I actually won an art contest in second grade drawing a picture of the Houston Earl Campbell in, in the Super Bowl, you know, a made-up picture, but won an art contest with that. So, yeah, so I always used to like the Oilers. Um, when I lived in East Texas, I liked the Rockets. But we grew up in San Antonio, so I always liked the Spurs mm -hmm. as well as far as my basketball team goes. Uh, my dad played at Texas Tech. He was a quarterback there in the 60s. So growing up, that was my college team. I was always a Red Raider from, from the get-go. So there was no question about that. We were always Red Raiders. Dad used to take us to games when he'd get a chance. Uh, I think his old coach was actually the athletic director at the time, like in the mid-'80s. So we'd go up there and sit in the box with him. And wow. It was always fun to go watch the Red Raiders play. And so that was always fun because uh, we get behind-scene access and yeah. things. Um, I guess my other teams that that kind of is, is a little bit strange. It's going to be the Chicago. Yeah, Cubs. where'd the Cubs come into this? My dad was a huge Cubs fan. He still is, and his granddad was a big Cubs fan. He grew up in Mississippi, and so I guess apparently the Cubs were one of the only teams that they could get on the radio. Wow. And so my grandfather loved the Cubs, and so then my dad just grew up loving the Cubs. And then like there's a picture of me in 1972, like after I was born in my onesie, they had sewn on a Cubs patch on my onesie, so. I was already like, yeah, destined. And it was, you know, it's been a long, hard road being a Cubs fan. Yeah, but uh, you got But some, until a few years yeah, ago, you, you know, I got my. Got a pop. I got yeah. it. So that was that was really well worth it. it I awesome. was happy. If it's not my Rangers, it was it was nice to see the Cubs have a chance. Right. It was good. Okay, Texas Tech. You mentioned Tech. I'm also a Red Raider. I did not know your dad played there and he was did. a quarterback there. He did. Um, so did you and your brother both go there? We did. Yeah. We were there at the same time. Of course, he's a couple years younger than sure. I Sure. But I took an extended plan, so we actually had some good crossover Okay, years. I don't know if we've done this before, played the when were you there bit. If you, when were you there? I graduated high school in 1990. Okay. And so I started in 90, and then I ended up graduating in 96. Okay. We so, missed each other by a year. Yeah. I got there in 97. Okay. Yeah. In Lubbock. And I loved it. That's where I met my husband. We were both playing... Um, he played soccer, but I was playing intramural soccer, and his roommate was on my team, and the rest is history. Right. Um, so tell me about Texas Tech. Obviously, you have a lot of memories um, from being not only a fan, but because your dad was there, too. So what are some of your, your most memorable tech moments and, and even coaches? Curious who well, some of your favorite tech coaches are. Well, I was there during the Spike Dykes era. Uh -huh. It was before Mike Leach, and we were still in the Southwest Conference. So, uh, you know, early on, I mean, I guess the biggest moment when I was there was, of course, they won, the women won the national championship in basketball, and that was a really big deal. I think mm -hmm. that was my junior year. 
uh, or something. So that was a pretty cool deal. Um, but the one moment that really stands out football-wise would be uh, in 19, I think it was in 95, my last year there. Um, Zach Thomas, he picked off a, a pass late in the game against A&M. I think it was tied 7-7, to and he picked off a pass and then returned it for a touchdown, and we ended up winning 14-7. to and, uh, Where was that? I, in Lubbock? It was in Lubbock. Okay. Yeah, we were there, and uh, my present-day wife was there and all of our friends, and, and uh, I think A&M was like number – seven or eight in the country at the time. And so it was a huge deal. I just remember Lubbock was just going bananas and it was just so much fun. That was really one of my favorite memories when I was there sports-wise. Um, one of my favorites is an A&M memory too, at Kyle Field though. Right. And we got lucky and got on a front row of a like a triple overtime game. It was fantastic. Well, that, I think that was the one from 2003 with like Wes Welker. Sounds right. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. that was, yeah, if you were going to talk about really good memories, I mean, that was, and that, that game wasn't even televised. We were actually at the Frisco uh, community parade that day. We had to, we were coaches, I was a coach at Clark, and so we were on a float, and all the coaches, we all had like our radio headsets on, listening to listening. the game the whole time, because I had worked with a bunch of Aggies, and it was just, it was crazy just listening to that game. It's always radio. fun, those big games. Yeah, and other fun. memories are UT games, and those big, um, oh, it was a Crabtree, Right. It was a big game. Oh, yeah. I think it was, I can't remember what it year it was. It was 2008. In, in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Oh, see, you know the year and everything. Oh, I can't yeah. remember that. And then, of course, coaches. I always liked Spike Dykes. He's a good old West Texas guy. And yeah. Mike Leach has been, you know, he's kind of a legend out there, too. Yeah. 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 Different duck, but I like Mike Leach, too. What about, um, what do you think about Coach Bro? Coach Bro. Well, um, Funny story, his family is really good friends with my family. My dad coached with Coach Kingsbury's dad, okay. uh, Tim Kingsbury, in New Braunfels. Wow. Uh, so they're, they're really good friends. They go to church together and all that kind of stuff. And so we were really rooting for Cliff. I mean, we were so excited when he got the head job, uh, really hoping that he did well because, yeah. you know, we know his family. And um, it's just unfortunate, you know, how it all kind of ended. I think maybe if he just had one more year, it could have been, but, you know, Football, it's kind of turned into a big A couple more business. months, he might have been in Frisco. Right. Never know where he would have ended up. I know. But, yeah, we're, I was always a big fan of Cliff, and I wish Me him too. the best moving forward. I'll definitely be keeping up with him Interested Arizona. to see what happens in Arizona. I know. Who, who he gets. Right. I mean. Well, they're going to get the number one draft pick. Right. Think, right. right. So. See who, who that is and who he takes. Should be interesting. I know, right? Um, on the basketball side, are you a Bob Knight fan? Um... I am a Bob Knight fan in, in, in that I like the way he got the teams ready and the, and the style of play that, you know, that they had. Yeah. I know there's a lot of controversy with sure. Bob Knight and some of the other stuff. I'm not a big fan of that part of it. But, right. uh, but I mean, the years that he was at Tech, I mean, it I, makes I appreciate the, the, uh, the discipline and just the way they play defense and just hard-nosed. And, yeah, he was rough, and, but he got the most out of those kids. He, a lot of times he got the most out of kids that weren't like – top tier players too you know he could take a kid that was just kind of run of the mill middle of the road and then turn him into a great player just a great team player too. did he change that program um i don't it was that program's kind of up and down like james dickey when he was there he had some great seasons okay uh, i was gonna act, i was just thinking were they were they good they were before? my last few years at school they were really good there was one year i think they were like 30 and one or something but there was some sort of violation or something that yeah. they had and they had to forfeit some games but and they've been good again no like, they're looking great yeah. right now i think they're ranked number 15 in the in the country coach beard's got them going i think they're on the up and up 
So, NFL versus college football. You, I think you said at the quick hits that college football is your favorite sport, yeah? Uh, it is. Do I, you watch NFL football as well? It's on. I watch it. Um, but it's not one of those things where I have to have it on. Like on Saturdays, like it's college football. I'm watching. I can watch teams that I don't even care about. I can watch college football. Pros, not as much. Now the Cowboys, the Cowboy game is always on. Like when they're on, I know what time they come on. I put it on. It's on in the background. I'm, I'm watching it. But it's not as like locked in. Like for a tech game, I don't, I'm not, I don't miss a play. Right. Like I, don't bother me. I'm yeah. watching the game. Cowboys, you know, something comes up. Hey, I need you to run the store. Yeah, whatever. I yeah. got you. So it's not like I have to be glued in. So when you watch it. your tech games, I'm curious how other people watch their sports too. Because if it's a game we really need to see, uh, we don't. We actually don't like to go anywhere. We need to be at home. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to hear everything, see everything, and mm -hmm. not have a bunch of people around us or a bunch of, right. you know, house full of kids or something to where we have to stop and start the game, whatever. Mm -hmm. How do you have to watch football? Uh, my wife can tell you. I'm like super, I'm like super superstitious about stuff like that. Like I, d I do not like going to like a bar to watch the game. Mm -mm. Or I do not, I also don't like people inviting me over like, hey, come over and watch the tech game. I'm like, no, I don't like to watch it around other people. I have a very small circle of friends that I allow to like be with me. And then if we win a big game and they're there, then it's kind of like, okay, next time, hey, we've got to get back yeah. together. Come back, wear the same um, shirt. I'm definitely yeah. very, very, and I never, you know, I have some friends that will like tape a game and they're like, oh, don't tell me the score. I'm going to watch it later or like I'm going to start it like an hour later. I'm, I can't do that either. I have to know exactly what's happening at that exact moment. Like yeah. if I'm ever caught somewhere else, you know, there's there's some circumstances where I have to I can't see everything. Sure. Yeah. But you know, like I have Twitter just. Yeah, you know, you're big on I'm, Twitter. I'm up to date on what's going you on. You tweet a lot. You sports tweet a lot, don't I do. you? I like yeah. the sports tweet. Yeah. So we call that but the practicing the theory of avoidance. So if we cannot be watching a game live and we have it recorded at home, we get home. We try to avoid everything. Uh, like yeah. have the radio down in the mm -hmm. car. I can't do that. Yeah, you're on Twitter too much to have anything delayed, huh? Right. Oh, yeah, there's times I think we've, like, I've had to go to, like, some uh, events or, like, special birthdays where I'm sitting there and the tech game is on and then there's all these strangers and they're all, like, critical and they're like, what's going on? They're terrible. And I'm just like, I don't want to hear it. You have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know this team. You don't know our players. You're just here at, that's the situations I don't like to be in, in. And my wife just, like, looks at me and she just kind of laughs. She's as big of a Red Raider as you are, though. She's a big right? Red Raider. Yeah. But she's not like, you know, she can... <laughs> it's not as high on her priority high, list exactly, as yours. Exactly. But she knows my priority list, and so she's pretty good about making sure that it's all taken care of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's important to you. It's important to her. Right. What about high school? You're a high school teacher here in Frisco. Mm -hmm. Do you... How into high school sports are you? I love high school sports. I try to go to as many high school games as I can. I teach at Liberty High School, so I like to go watch the Red Hawks play. But then also my son, he's a 10th grader at Reedy, and so he played JV game, JV ball this year. And so um, you know, we were at all his games, and we went to a few of the Reedy varsity games too and had a really good team this year too. So, Oh, yeah, I love high school football. Love it. The level of play is, is really high here in Frisco. Um, I just think... It's a little bit different than what, you know, me growing up, moving out, moving around all over the state and where I played high school football. It's just a whole different deal. It's just, it's the suburbs. 
Yeah. Which is what I'm, I'm not used to that. Right. I am now, but I wasn't used to that playing. Yeah, yourself. So your son is going into a pretty great team coming off of a huge season, right? Yeah, they uh, had a really good year last year. Um, For such a new I believe school. it was the regional Especially. finals. They got beat by Alito. Uh, but yeah, they lost a lot of players you know, to graduation, had a lot of seniors. But they've got a good group coming up. His JV team was pretty good. And so... So tell me about that as you're a parent of an athlete. How many athletes do you have? How many kiddos do you have? I have two. Two kiddos. I have a daughter that's 12. Is she into sports? She plays rec soccer. Mm-hmm. How are you as a sports parent? I'm pretty good. I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at biting my tongue. You know, there's times that I sit through some of our basketball games. My son plays JV or played JV basketball too. Um, there's some times that you know I'm just like just listening to the other parents or the fans. Just I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. you know, just I don't know. I don't want to be that person because yeah. I've been on both sides. You know, um, I'm a pretty good sports parent. Now I feel like I really try and not like kind of like what my dad did, not take it home. And not be that parent that's just harping on them like you got to do this, you need to do this. Why aren't you doing this? You know, some of the parents are doing that from the stands. You know, trying to coach their kid from the stands. You know, these guys are high school coaches, mm-hmm. coaching our kids. They know what they're doing. You know, they don't need you. Inter- you know, kind of interjecting and really confusing the kid. He's looking up in the stands trying to get instructions from you, and then his coach is telling him something else. I mean, these guys aren't. No, no. Everyone thinks they're. Oh, yeah. They know best. Everybody. That, that kind of drives me crazy. And I, I'm really good about, like, not saying anything. Because I know as a coach, when I was a coach, you know, the parents, you know, we'd get a lot of that after games. You know, they want to come talk or want to know about playing time and things like that. And so you just have to, you know, you, you hear them out. And, you know, and, and it's all, you got to kind of figure out, like, where they're coming from and what. Mm-hmm. And everybody, in the end, wants the best for their kid. They want their kid to succeed. They want their kid to play. They want their kid to be a superstar. And that's that's all well and good. But, you know, it's not always going to be that way for everybody. I'm just happy to sit in the stands and watch and glad that someone else is taking my child and taking right. the time to right. help them learn something and yeah. push them and build their character. For sure. I just and, stay out of it. And Frisco does a great job of, like, hiring coaches. I mean, the, you know, the coaches here in the schools are – you know they're great. I mean, they, and they, and if they're not, they're out really quick too. I mean, that's 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 not an issue. So um, they're going to get coached up pretty well around here. Are you done coaching? I think I'm done coaching. <laughs> I've I've thought quite a few times about you know trying to get back in the game, but there's parts of it I miss, and there's parts that I don't miss. Like I love the games. I love the game planning, that kind of stuff. But like practices, like 105 degrees outside and driving the bus around and all that kind of yeah. got a little old but the kids man I loved like the kids and like coming up with a game plan and like and seeing it executed and like seeing kids grow and like really get better throughout the year and improve skills whether it's football or, or uh, basketball or even track I mean that was really rewarding for me 